Hello there, this is the Psychology Report, and it's good to have you with us again today. You're joining many other people in this uh, regular podcast, and I try to draw from a variety of sources and um, uh, books and articles and papers that I read and become aware of that relate to psychology, but also give us hints and give us ideas as to how we can enhance the quality of our own personal life, quality of our homes, the quality of our families, the quality of our business, the quality of our church, the quality of our organization that we belong to, things we can apply in a variety of different situations so that we become a person of influence, we, we become a person of, of effectiveness, if you will. We certainly, as a parent, you want to be as effective as you possibly can. As an employee, you want to be as effective as you possibly can. As an employer, the same, and, and so on. And we try to draw from all these different sources. And um, today I would like to uh, tap a gentleman that has captured my attention and uh, I admire greatly. Uh, his name is Ralph Dudera and um, operates out of the southeast in the Georgia area and uh, has a financial company, a financial investment company. He works with clients in their investments of their business uh retirement funds or their 401ks and variety of sources that they have for income and to invest them and to do them well. And his commitment, obviously, is to do as best he can for his clients. And he shares this on a regular monthly basis in his own newsletter called The Full Spectrum. And I get that newsletter and uh, I appreciate reading it uh, because... He is a gentleman who not only is a tremendous businessman, and I've heard him speak and I've heard him uh, relate to others, uh, but has great skill as a businessman and as an investment uh, advisor and uh, investment counselor. But also he has a commitment to giving money away. So his profits are shared not only with his employee, not only with his clients, not only with himself, but with people who are in need and organizations that advance a cause that he believes in, generally a religious Christian cause that he believes in and gives a good portion of his income to these kind of causes. And, um, and he believes, and he says, you know, that you are going to benefit as you give. You are going to grow as you give. You are going to enrich yourself as you give. You're going to improve your own business and your own personal life as you give. And he draws upon the philosophy and the thinking of Zig Ziglar. Zig Ziglar was a motivational speaker of the past few day, uh, years and um, has now deceased, but um, was a great man of great wisdom and knowledge and enthusiasm and motivation. Zig Ziglar said this, you can have everything in life that you want if you just help enough other people to get what they want. Now, that's the philosophy to live with. I'm going to read it once more so you really catch the significance of that. You can have everything in life that you want if you just help other people and enough other people to get what they want. Now, there's the philosophy of life that prevails for Ralph Dutra, and I recommend it for you to kind of take the, 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 the chance, take the step of faith, if you will, take the step of, uh, in the dark, <coughs> Excuse me, and just go ahead and develop a system of earning income and sharing that with others, not just keep it for your own self. Now, 
Mr. Dudera was given an assignment, and uh, he shares the results of his assignment. How do you measure the value of your company? How do you take your company and put it on a scale and determine how much it's worth or its value? Now, its worth you can figure out in dollars, how much you take in, you know, what your expenses are, and you can figure out what your company is worth on an annual basis. But the value of a company is quite different. The value goes beyond just your finances and your bottom line and your profit margin. Because the value it shows how many people have been affected by you, how many people have been impacted by you, how many people have been helped by you, how many people have been advanced by you, how many people are happier because of you, how many people are, are living a much more satisfying and comfortable life, stress less life today because of you. <clears throat> that's value. Value is what we strive for and what we want. And that's what Ralph Dutera indicates. He says, this is the essence of what the value of a business is, is the, the impact that it has on others. So in that assignment to measure the value of his company, or even of a company, he comes up with three principles or three points that I think have great value for all of us and great impact. He says, first, are we providing an excellent service for our clients so that they become raving fans? You see, it's not a matter of are you providing a service that's just like anybody else or is probably no better than anybody else or it's an average service or it's certainly an adequate, you know, service. You know, you're, you're providing a good service, a kind of a, a reasonable, you know, service for others. But he says no. He says Am I providing an excellent service for my clients so that they become raving fans? Which means they are more than satisfied. They're excited about their satisfaction and what they are getting from me as a company and from my service as one of their consultants in the area of finance. In other words, do we produce, but do we give our clients more than what they expect? more than they deserve, more than they even believe they're going to get in their return. Not just financial, but caring and compassion and understanding and empathy and sympathy and just being a service provider. That's what he wants to be, a service provider for his clients in whatever their need might be, even though they come to him because of their financial desire to have their funds uh, well protected and grow so that they will have a retirement in their own life later on. Okay, that's number one. Number two. He says this, the value of a company is our objective as a firm to fulfill what he calls the great commission that Jesus said. The great commission that Jesus said is that we go out and we teach other people about the faith of God and faith in God. And we are to be servants, we are to be teachers, we are to be those that will provide care for those who are in need. You see, am I a great commission person? Am I a person of, of, of understanding and empathy and compassion and caring you know, for other people? And do I teach them the skills so that they can live a better life? Do I teach them how to live at a higher plane? That's what he wants to do. He wants to make his his knowledge known to others by teaching them and passing it on. You know, so much of it is that in our own life, 
we have knowledge, we have skills, we have abilities, we have resources, but we want to keep them to ourselves. We don't want to share them. And he says, no, you fulfill the Great Commission, which is the idea of giving out as much as you can to as many people as you can, but particularly to people who are in need. Identify the people who are in need and make them the object of your giving. Make them the object of your compassion. Make them the object of your sympathy and empathy. And be a part of their life by sharing with them. So be a giver. Be a sharer. Be an opportunist to see a need and meet that need in the lives of other people. <clears throat> Whether they live in your home or they live in your neighborhood or live in your town or your state or across the world, wherever they might be. If there's a need, be part of the solution. Don't be part of the problem. And okay, number three, he says this about the value of a company. Do we support and nurture our employees in a way that provides a meaningful, challenging, and encouraging environment? In other words, when you go to work in the morning, you work in a company that you enjoy going to every day, you look forward to going to every day, and you regret leaving at night? I mean, do you, do you really work in, a, in an environment that is so supportive and so encouraging and so positive and so enriching that you can hardly wait to get there on Monday morning and you want to get there every single day and you want to stay there as long as you can because in that environment you're thought about, you're considered, you're, you're, your needs are met and people treat you with care and understanding and compassion and, 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 and empathy. See? You work in an environment that's encouraging? Do you work in an environment that's meaningful to you? And do the people there share your needs and meet your needs as you try to meet their needs? So it's a giving and sharing and a, a compassionate, mutually compassionate environment that you go to every single day. That's, that's the work situation. Those are the three points that he mentions. And in the sharing of, of income, in the sharing of money, the sharing of your uh, abilities and your knowledge and your resources and so on. That's not socialism, he says. That's not socialism at all. He says that's generosity. Socialism is when the government takes without even asking you. Just makes a, a, a decision to take your money before you even get it. And spend it as the government wants it to be spent. Not as you want it to be spent. Generosity is when you take the money that you have and you voluntarily Give it where you want it to go. And you are the decision maker. You are the one that shares the money. That's the difference between generosity and socialism. And you don't want to live a life of socialism. That's letting the government take your money and use it as they wish. And you know what happens, you know, that way. Now, let me just take this uh, idea that Mr. Deuterach kind of uh, identifies and unfolds for us and say, look, there's some implications here for the family. There's some implications for our own personal life. <clears throat> As if we were the company, you will, if you will. Do you provide a service in your home for your family? You know, are you a giver? Are you a person who shares what you have with your family and builds them up and meets their needs so that your environment at home is a place where your kids look forward to coming to and want to be there and want to invite their friends there? Or do you have an environment at home that your kids want to stay away from? And they don't want to bring their kids at home, bring their kids to your home. Because it's not a comfortable or a safe or a uh, enriching and meaningful and satisfying environment. What is your home like? Is your home a place where 
all the kids, all family members, extended family members, become raving fans of your home, become raving fans of you as a parent, as a mother, as a father, as a grandparent, you see? You live a life that is encouraging and strengthening and building up and positive and enriching and happy and relaxing and stressless rather than stressful so that when your kids are there, they're happy and they're glad to be there and they want to be there. That their friends are happy and want to be in your home and that extended family members and friends and associates want to come to your home and be in your home because you have a safe home, you have a pleasant home, you have a meaningful home, but you have an enriching home. That's what's Deuter is saying here about his clients and about his business. I think that's the same concept you know, about your own home. And then the other point here that he mentioned, and I think it has some implications for us as a person in our own family. Do we give of our talents? Do we give of our resources? Do we give of our knowledge? Do we give of our wisdom to other people? Are we givers or are we takers? Are we always looking outward for somebody who is, has a need and we try to meet that need? Now, maybe we can't meet it totally or 100%, but we can contribute to it. We can be part of the solution, you say. So, you live in a home where there's an outward view, where there's an outward look, and there's an outward caring and an empathy for other people, particularly people who are in need, people who are going through a tough time, people who need encouragement, people who need support. Are you that support family? Are you that support person? Is your home available when that's needed by others? Do you have resources that you can give when other people are down? Do you have food, extra food? Do you have extra means that you can just share with others when they're ill and sick and, and uh, are unable to care for themselves for a period of time? Are you a giving home? Are you a sharing home? Are you a thoughtful home towards others? <clears throat> and then lastly... Do you really support your family? You, is your family being really supported in a meaningful way so that you're a team? You have an attitude of leadership and servanthood within your own home. That coming home from work, coming home from school is a great experience, but it, it's like coming home to a team that loves each other and cares for each other and supports each other. Is that the kind of home that you have? So let me come back to Zig Ziglar. And his quote that we started with today. Zig Ziglar says this. You can have everything in life that you want. If you will just help enough other people get what they want. Tremendous philosophy. A personal philosophy that you can adopt. Now that doesn't mean you give everything away. That doesn't mean you help everybody that comes along. And you help them beyond your capabilities and beyond your resources. But you share the extra. You share the uh, discretionary funds that you have and the extra food that you have and the way that maybe you can make the soup spread or you can make a little larger meal and share it with somebody else that happens to be in a time of need. It's not a matter to help people become more dependent. That's socialism. We want people to become more independent. That's gratitude. And you want to help people have an experience of gratitude through your generosity. Well, this has been the Psychology Report. It's good to have you um, with me today. I would again like to uh, just bring to your attention Susan Hatch. Go to SusanHatch.com. SusanHatch.com, and you will get some good information if you're on Medicare. If you're older or if you're disabled and you are, have is your medical insurance plan, Medicare, 
you call Susan Hatch. She's the guru in Medicare. And there's probably not a question that you can ask her that she cannot answer. So get some advice. Get some guidance from her. And maybe she can help you get into a plan that's better for you, less costly for you, and one that would meet your medical needs as they come along from time to time. You need somebody in your corner who understands the insurance industry, and particularly those of you who are dependent upon the Medicare industry, because it's a complex medical system, a complex medical insurance plan. So you need somebody who's an expert. Susan Hatch, H-A-T-C-H, SusanHatch.com. Look her up. And give her a call if you have a question in regards to uh, Medicare, and she'll be of help to you. And uh, maybe she can just help you get the right plan at the right time and the right way for you. Okay? And bye for now. Psychology Report we've been. Bye-bye.